Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 57 of the B-Team podcast. What's going on, Ben? Oh, you know, just vibing on a Wednesday. Just vibes. You know. Dogs continue to win. The Braves trying to break my heart. Um, and they played one the game, first. dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know how it is. How are you feeling? Super dandy. Couldn't be better after last week. Good. Good. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> like this podcast, the college football season just keeps chugging along. You want to dive into last week's games? Hell yeah, man. All right. Let's start with Alabama. 24-20 win over Texas A&M. I think you everyone... <laughs> I think everyone was surprised by this. Stinky. This one got the mute treatment on my TV, so I didn't oh, get yeah. to hear a lot of it. I, was, I had the Cardinals game on simultaneously, so I was going through a little bit of a mental breakdown. <laughs> you but, uh, with every Alabama fan. <laughs> yeah, but not at all what, what we expected. And maybe, maybe this – Ben, let's take some time to reflect here. Okay. Is this on us? Most things are. Last year, Mississippi State beat Texas A&M, and then we came on here the next day or the next week and said, did you toot? No, sorry. That was – I don't know. I would I would tell you if it was my chair. I can do it again. Let the record <laughs> Let the record show that Ben's tooting. <laughs> no tooting. I'm, I'm a man. I'll, I'll admit if I toot. So last year, Mississippi State you lost – know who tooted? To- Alabama, they stink. Stinky game. P-U. Uh, the last yeah, year so... Mississippi State lost, <laughs> or Mississippi State beat Texas A&M. And then we got on here the following Wednesday and said that A&M was dead in the water, and then they beat Alabama. And granted, they didn't beat Alabama this time. And I'm not sure I ever had a chance to, but at the same time, definitely. Oh, they, def- <laughs> they definitely had a chance to. Like, the whole time I was watching that game, I was just like, oh, well, here's where Alabama takes over and just never happened. Yeah, it was like there were several points where, like, all right, this is where Bama wakes up and takes over, and then they just did. Shocker um, here. Uh, having a backup quarterback in is not the gameplay. Yeah. Um, a few things about this game. Uh, yeah, I mean, last year, I mean, that was a lot different scenario. Uh, first of all, not a lot different. I mean, very, a lot of similarities. But Mississippi State did not manhandle A&M last year. They did this year. Um, it was at A&M. Uh, no backups were playing as far as quarterbacks go. So um, this year was much more surprising to me than last year. Um, Milrow, I mean, four turnovers I think he had. Two two fumbles and two picks. Yeah, something like that. I think they also had two missed field goals. Yeah, I'm, yeah, that's right. I know at least one. I'm pretty sure two. Um, they first play of the second half should have been a pick for AM. Um, and they ended up Alabama ended up going down and scoring on that drive. So that was a huge turning point in the game. Obviously, towards the end, um, Texas A&M has a chance. What did you think about the the final play call? I think you have Devon A-Chain on your team. Why are you not giving him the ball? 
Yeah, I agree. And also, like, if you're going to throw that route, like, you you have to throw the ball into the end zone. Yeah. Like, I'm not – in the moment, I hated the play call. But I could see where they were going with it. But you have to – like, even if he catches that ball, it's not a touchdown. I can't remember who it was. There was a national writer that wrote earlier this week. His only explanation is that he might have been playing for a penalty there. So you get two chances. Sure. Either he catches it and the game's over, or you get the penalty and then you get another play. But even still, like, you got to run a harder route than that. Uh, ball's got to be put in a different late. spot than that. Yeah, it was – and you have Devon A-Chain, man. Just get him the ball. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, he he was playing really well. We saw what he could do. I don't care if there's – I mean, you, you have one play either way. You know, it's not like we can't – we have to pass the ball, to, but there was three seconds on the clock. Um, yeah, I think this was just a super sloppy game. Uh, obviously, Bryce Young not being in there is killer yeah. um, for Alabama. I think Milrow would be really good. I just think it was a, he got sloppy out there, um, especially the two fumbles. I mean, he just – literally was just holding the ball with one hand while trying to run. Um, but this A&M team, if they had any kind of offense, I mean. Dude, I was I'm, a- I'm, if they had any quarterback, man, like A-Chain yeah. we've already talked about is awesome. Muhammad against us was really good. Uh, Evan Stewart against Alabama, the guy that they tried to feed the ball to on the last play was awesome. Uh, they Like there's obviously talent there. They just have no one to get it to them. And Haynes King, like. Bless his heart, he ain't it, man. And uh, did you see Jimbo trying to do the whole like, well, we play with the backup quarterback too? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah you yeah. groomed this guy for months to be your starter. Like, don't let's not act like this like, is a, uh, the same scenario as Alabama's going. And he literally started the season as their starter. Yeah, like that's it, not the same thing at all. Um, yeah, I I was impressed with A and M bouncing back like they did. Um, their defense, I thought, for was for real this game. They looked much, much better. Um, causing turnovers, I mean, that's the biggest equalizer in football. If you can win the turnover battle, then you have a chance of the game. And they obviously had a chance. Um, Bama looks gettable. Um, I'm not saying – I mean, I think they're still a top five team. Well, they're but, three. But they uh, – I mean, they look beatable. For the yeah. first time in a little while. We're going to find out a lot about Alabama this weekend. Mm-hmm. And the next weekend. Nice. <laughs> All right, let's move over to the Big 12, Ben. The Red River rivalry. The what? The Red River shootout. Red River, Red River. Red River showdown. <laughs> Whose line is it anyway? Um. Texas beat Oklahoma 49 to um, uh, – oh, nothing. It was nothing. Yeah. You know what Oklahoma gets for this one? <laughs> stinky, stinky. It was a PU game for them too. Dude, how early – first of all, Texas with Quinn Ewers back looks great. Yeah, he's goaded. You think <laughs> They definitely beat Bama, by the way, if he's in there. Second of all – how early is too early to put Brent Venables on the hot seat? <laughs> How early is too early in, like, normal world or Oklahoma world? I don't think you can put college football in – like, all of college football in normal world. 
not anymore, especially not for that job. Like that's one of those jobs. That... Especially if the the girlfriend that just left you is dominating in their new conference. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely too early. Let's be real. I mean, they're not doing anything with them after this year. But you think I if mean, you, okay, let's let's throw the hypothetical here. They finish this year at six and six, which at this point looks like a tall order with how bad that team is. Although they're favored by nine this week. Who are they beating by nine points? I mean, they're a team just like it, they have talent. It's not one of our picks, but uh I would bet Kansas heavy. That's beside yeah. yeah. Um, and we'll get to Kansas here in a second. Second, so let's just say they go six and six this year, right? And then next year they go eight and four. Do you think they're taking an eight and four coach into the SEC in 2024? Yeah. You do. You think they're going to keep Brent Venables for that long? If he keeps underachieving at four. Now, if he goes six and six, six and six, yeah, he's toast. But at least you're showing improvement. Now, you flip those, he goes eight and four this year somehow, and then you go six and six next year. No, no, senior. they're not going eight and four this year. I can guarantee you that. I, I know, but I'm just saying, in crazy hypothetical world, um, I don't think so. I think, I mean, they have to at least give them a fair shot. I say that nobody really has to do anything anymore in college football. Um, but yeah, this is brutal. Quinn Ewers looked really good, but I mean, Oklahoma just looks so bad. Does this say more about Texas or Oklahoma? Probably a little bit of both, right. Yeah, I would say more about Texas. I mean, even though they don't look good this year, I mean, you still just beat Oklahoma 49. I mean, a shutout against any team is impressive. Oklahoma's won out all the stops, too, man. It was so sad to see. I know. But, I mean, it's hard to beat, you know, shut out Bowling Green or Memphis or whoever it is. Yeah. Um, So, to do that, I think showed – you just looked at Mississippi State's schedule and went with two teams that we played, didn't no, you? I just, yeah, I was just literally thinking. I was like, Bowling Green, Memphis, Arizona. East Tennessee State. Um, uh, Tulsa, you know, sometimes they shut you out in a half and sometimes. Hmm. Vanderbilt, a little bit of a struggle. Yeah. Uh, I had... Maybe uh, Tulane, or not Tulane, maybe uh, Troy, if you let them get their footing for a while, they can play you tough. Mm-hmm. But yeah, not Oklahoma. Maybe the I don't know if this is the margin of victory. I think is surprising. The outcome itself, like the winner, I don't think is. But the most eye-opening game of the week, I'll go. I'll I'll use that verbiage. LSU yeah. and Tennessee. Tennessee won forty to thirteen. Yeah. Tennessee's a problem, man. <laughs> Does it feel like '98, uh, Ben? Uh, starting to. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think that defense is good. That's the only their offense is. You know, they were without uh, the receiver. Um, what was his name? Tennessee. Tennessee's bet. Yeah, he didn't play um, against LSU. Yeah, I'm terrible with names. Uh, Anyways, Cedric without Tillman, him. Right? Yeah, Tillman. Um, they're without him, they still put up 40. And that game was never close. I mean, LSU muffed the opening kickoff and then Tennessee scored, and then it's just off the races. So, yeah, it, 
my uh, I texted uh, I texted my boss at work, big Tennessee wow. fan. Um, as soon as they muffed that opening kick, I was like, yeah, this is about to be a blowout. Yeah, and uh, I mean Tennessee. I mean they got lucky. Eleven a.m. game in Baton Rouge is just not the same. Uh, not to say that it would have changed anything, but go ahead. Allow me for the first rant of the night. <laughs> I love this. LSU, you've had nine 11 a.m. kickoffs this century. We get yeah. like three a year. <laughs> yeah. Like, shut the fuck up and show up. <laughs> the sun being out is not the reason why you lost, okay? Mm-hmm. You're not a vampire. Dude. They need to reach a certain level of level of bourbon consumption before a game. And it's just impossible to reach it by 11 a.m. I mean, that's the problem. Even still, like there was like 15,000 Tennessee fans there. Like you can't sit here and talk about the most intimidating atmosphere in the world. We're the real Death Valley and no one comes to LSU and pushes us around and then just not show up. And when you do show up, be quiet the whole time because – Oh my God, sunburn. <laughs> when we played him in 2014, that wasn't an 11 a.m. game. Was it like was a 3 p.m. game? It was six. Okay. Yeah. Couldn't remember. Because that place was empty by the third quarter that, that night. Yeah. That was more um, because, you know, Dak was the goat. Let me just put this. Okay, I'm going to stop myself. <laughs> um, yeah, so. All that to be said, I mean, yes, show up to games. We talked about Mississippi State last week with the 3 p.m. game, which looks like they did a little better this week. I told you um, they would. The Even with the crowd, full crowd there at 11 a.m. game, it's just different. I don't know if you agree with that or not. And, and like I, I do. Said, I like, LSU at night is – I mean, there's literally a stigma about it. Like, Saturday night, the eyes of Death Valley. Like, I get that. But – like you being able to use a sundial isn't the reason why you lost on Saturday. You were just the worst team. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Like I don't know that it changes the outcome in the end, but I think it may change this. Uh, I mean, it doesn't change the score, but I just feel like it keeps LSU in it longer. Does that make sense? Mississippi State made Jaden Daniels look so much better than he actually is. I know, dude. Also it's so Williams frustrating. Is, it's also his fault. <laughs> I don't know. Things were going south in that game anyway. Uh, yeah, obviously, the muff punt did not help things very much. It's his fault. I'll die on that cross. All right. You going to move on to college game day? Yeah, yeah. TCU at Kansas. Game day atmosphere looked really good. Yeah, um, it was you popping. Can, I, have a, I have a theory. The closer you get to a stadium, the worst football program you are. And, buddy, they were right up against that stadium on Saturday. Uh, if you don't stop with the Kansas slander. I'm not stopping. I like Kansas. It was a fun game Saturday. It's like the TCU won 38-31. Jalen Daniels, the awesome Kansas quarterback, got hurt in one of the early possessions of the game. And then Jason Bean, I think is his name, the backup, came in and freaking – was slinging it, man. It was a fun game, fun back and forth game. I think both teams are really good. I don't know what you want me to say. 
Well, you just said that they're bad because they were right by the stadium. I, I said they're a bad football program, which they undoubtedly are. That's just me. Remember the fat guy was there and they were like number two in the country? Mark Mangino? Yeah. That 2007 season, like there needs to be just a documentary about it. Yeah, I feel like I think back on that thing as a fever dream sometimes. Like, did that actually happen? Give me a documentary on the 07 college football season and the 09 Florida Gators and let's get this thing rolling. Mm. I would say like the 2014 season for mm-hmm. State, but I just I don't want to – I just want the first half of that documentary. Yeah, you can stop after the uh, Arkansas game. Yeah, just black goes to black. Yeah, the Sopranos Um, ending. (laughs) You make your own ending. Make your own entrances. Um, I didn't watch a ton of this game, um, to be fair. I watched the highlights afterwards, but I was keeping up with it because it was one of our picks and it ended up, I think, pushing. It did push, yes. Yeah. but great game. I was impressed with Kansas State. I, I thought once their quarterback went down, it was over with. I was um, with you. Yeah, TCU seems to be the the real deal. Is TCU the sort of the class of the Big 12? Uh, I think Texas is. Damn it, Ben. It's my, it's my shtick. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah, I think TCU at this point is head and shoulders above the rest of the Big 12. Can I tell you you're wrong? Can I tell you why? Why? Texas is. Uh, you should have not so fast, my friend, to me. <laughs> no, that's uh let's lead courses thing. Unlike you, I don't like stealing people's sticks. Yeah, well. You better be never mind. <laughs> I don't wanna I don't wanna say that and then something happened. Oh man. So yes, great game. This was on the muted channel for me because state was also playing at eleven. Yeah. Um, but it was awesome. And I hope we get more of good Kansas football. Although I think Lance Leipold's gonna leave after the season, so we probably won't. How do we feel about the Big Ten and like Big Twelve doing their big games at noon? I kind of yeah. like it. It gives me like because the SEC doesn't. I love it. Yeah, it's great. It gives yeah, me something I, to look forward to at noon. When I was like 18 to 25 years old. Hated 11 a.m. games. Oh, they're the worst. Now, give me a full 11 to like three slate, and I'm golden. Give me like one nightcap at like five, five thirty. I'm in bed by ten after I've scrolled through Twitter and read everything. You're falling asleep to the to the Oregon State Cal game. Yeah, on FS1. Remember when you, they used to have college game day final? Or whatever it was called. Oh, that would be Mark May and and uh, and Lee. And, That's uh, another like fever dream where you have Reese Davis in a judge outfit with uh, Mark May and Skip and uh, <laughs> Lou Holtz. Lou Holtz. <laughs> just like falling asleep to that at midnight. He's like, gosh, where is nothing going on? <laughs> like what? What was going on? I think now it is for us anyway with the geographical region that we live in and the teams that we root for and watch the most. I think it now it's just SEC final. Fun to see yeah, Darianoka's sweet, sweet voice. Yeah, I like SEC football final. Um, yeah, and Darianoka, Oklahoma guy. I have no idea, but that Lou Holtz impression was great. He's just spitting and yelling everywhere. <laughs> um, yeah. Talk so, about a glow up for Reese Davis, by the way, hosting college game. Yeah, day. he went from he went from that. 
And he does basketball too, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I think he's a University of Alabama guy. He is. He's an Alabama guy. He was in the uh, War Tide. Uh, War Tide. <laughs> uh, Roll Tide War Roll Eagle. Roll Tide War Eagle. Yeah. Movie. Who's the – speaking of SEC football final, they have like Stinchcomb. They have um, Spikes now. Who's, oh, you're talking about on, on the SEC? Um, the other yeah. one is Chris Doring, right? Yeah, they have him, but they have another guy that's new. And I just – I can recognize his face, but I don't know who it is. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. It's not – he sits between Doring and Spikes. Yes. Ben is his name. Start with a B. Um, Benjamin Watson. He was the – Watson. Yeah. I think he played Georgia, didn't he? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyway, TCU beat Kansas. Weird tangent. Yeah, they did. Um, like I said, I think both teams are top half, or yeah, top half of the Big Twelve. Um, you got um, Texas. Dude, the Big Twelve TCU, is loading. I mean, then you got that run of like Kansas State, Oklahoma State, Baylor. Um, I mean, you could throw Tech in there, I guess. I don't know. Big 12 is a fun conference to follow. I don't know how good any of the teams are, but it's fun to keep up with. All right, the last game to talk about, Ben, Mississippi State 40, Arkansas 17. Yeah. Let me read off some stats for you. Will Rogers, 31 of 48. God, you asked me. 31 to 48 for 395 and three touchdowns. Uh, Mystery State as a team ran the ball for 173 yards, including a 100 yard rushing game from Dylan Johnson. Uh, Arkansas started the wrong quarterback because their coach is dumb and their fans are finally starting to realize it. Um, Lee Cornsby did have, he only completed eight passes, but for 234 yards. Did have a touchdown, a two picks. Uh, and he also was their leading rusher, eight rushes for 144 yards. Could you imagine watching that dude on Saturday and being like, nah, Kate Fortin's better? What a <laughs> dumbass coach. <laughs> uh, is he better than KJ? No. But, okay, rant number two. Arkansas fans, listen here close, man. Oh, here we go. Let me just sit back. Your quarterback being out is not the reason why you gave up 600 yards of offense. You were losing that game if you had Malik Hornsby starting, KJ Jefferson starting. Uh, is there another notable uh, Ryan Mallett starting, uh, Johnny United starting? It doesn't matter. Brandon. Uh, Brandon Allen, Allen the other yeah. Austin Allen. Both Allens combined into one giant Allen. Josh Allen. Okay, if they have Josh Allen, they may win. Yeah, you know what? They might have won if they had Josh Allen. <laughs> he just ran over everybody. Do um, both Allens combined make Josh Allen? They make, like, Josh Allen's right calf. <laughs> um, I agree with you. Um, I don't think it matters who they have. It may be a little tighter of a game. Um, they may score a couple more times, but 
I think State was clearly the better team uh, yeah. on Saturday. Yeah. I uh, don't know your next point for this game, but Mississippi State's defense kind of mentioned it last week. When are we going to start worrying about that? Prone to give up the big play, that's for sure. Yeah, and I think we gave up 500 yards. Something like really that. Really close. Yeah. Um, they had at least two goal lines. I mean, we got the had they two had one that would be classified as a goal line stand, and then another stop turnover on downs that was getting very close to the goal line. And then I think they threw a pick in the end zone. Um, yeah. So I believe it I mean, was Martin Emerson. Just yeah. Why would you throw it at Martin Emerson? Martin Emerson. What did I say? You said Martin Emerson. Why would you throw it at Emmanuel Forbes? <laughs> it's like I think he plays on Sundays, brother. Um, yeah, I don't know. But my point is, which is great because turnovers are great. I mean, there is something to say about forcing turnovers, getting stops when you get in the red zone. The field gets tighter. You have to plug the middle. You have to play really tight defense. And obviously they are very good at that. But I feel like that can't last forever. No, and we're going to have to find someone that can make a field goal too. Yeah, that's a that's always been a problem. I mean, I think Arkansas had three red zone trips, came away with seven points. I think we had – we scored like 27 points in the red zone, something like that. When we get – it's been a huge improvement. When we get in the red zone, we score touchdowns. 17 – I think that's leading the nation, 17 straight uh, trips to the red zone with a score. You know how many uh, times last year me and you came on here and talked about how they, they're good from 20 to 20, but – Inside of that is a crap the Memphis shoot. game last year, the Arkansas game last year. Uh, just those LSU. LSU game last year. Uh, yeah, I agree. We're getting better at it. We are also – you know, this whole going forward on fourth down thing now is kind of like not taboo anymore. But I think we have been very good at when we do it and kind of replace. Why are you laughing at me? I just thought of a Mike Leach quote from his press conference on Monday and it cracked me up. I was like, what did I say? No, um, it wasn't anything you said. I'll get, been, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. We've been better with that. Um, obviously, you mentioned it, establishing the run. I mean, that first, the first two drives, I think we ran the ball like 12 times and threw it four times or something like that. Um, establishing the run when they're putting five in the box, we were running it. Um, Dylan Johnson just refuses to go down. That man just runs right through people. Also, what happened to Bumper Pool? Did he like get monstered? I know he set the record. Well, he still had, had fourteen tackles, but he's making those tackles seven yards downfield. Yeah, yeah, it's like he lost. I listened. I, I went full petty this week and listened to a lot of Arkansas stuff, and um, they're under the impression that he's hurt. That defense also is just not good. Like they're missing some yeah. people, and they couldn't stop. Like if me and you ran, went out there and ran seven on seven, I would I would put up numbers. <laughs> what a sight to be seeing me and you lining up <laughs> who's going to the slot you're definitely going to the slot i no, guess I'm i have th- to be the deep threat i'm tall quarterback yes oh, i thought you were saying no, it's we're seven, it's seven on seven but the one of the sevens is just me and you oh uh, we're one of the seven me and no you we're two of what do seven. we make <laughs> the most misshapen object. <laughs> it's like an Australian league football. 
You ever seen uh, the cockroaches in Men in Black? Yeah. <laughs> That's Except, what it is. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> they're like super tall and skinny, but they're like, got the belly. Yeah, also That's got us. a gut. Yeah, that that's us. <laughs> all, uh, right. all right, all right. Uh, so, so yeah, anything else you want to say about state? Yeah, I'm a. I'm, I, so you called me out for laughing earlier. Uh, did you see Mike Leach's quote? Robbie Falk in the uh, the Monday presser asked him, um, sort of like what's been going wrong on extra points and field goals, and Mike Leach said, "Well, they're not ending up in the spot they should end up at." <laughs> Which is just a perfect quintessential Mike Leach quote. And then uh, my last rant for the night, Ben, this will be rant number three. College football coaches think that they are holding, like, the secrets to – what's the page that was missing from uh, National Treasure 2? Like, page 43 of the president's secret book. Oh, yeah. They think that they all have that one page whenever it comes to injury stuff. Everyone knew all week KJ Jefferson wasn't playing, just like everyone all week knew in Tuscaloosa Bryce Young wasn't playing. Why do these coaches like <clears throat> try to outsmart the world and have these guys dress out and warm up and stuff, knowing that they're never going to touch the field? It makes no sense. No, like you're not smart. Granted, Nick Saban might be, but like even Al- like Alabama even announced Bryce Young as the starter, and that dude never stepped on the field in pregame warmups. Do you see him laughing going off the field? It's kind of weird. Yeah. But, but yeah, anyway, that's my him, last Lindsay. rant. If someone's hurt, just say they're hurt. Like, you're not you're not a freaking genius. You're not fooling anyone. You're not changing anyone's mind on this. I'm doing that with Will Levies this week. Yeah, he practiced yeah, on Monday, too. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Just freaking say if the guy's playing or not. Who cares? All right, let's move on, Ben. The news of college football this week is that there was no news. No one got fired for the first time in forever, uh, including Brian Harson. So that's interesting. Poor we'll probably lose Ole Miss this week, then get fired going into their bye week, and then their <clears throat> interim coach will beat the brakes off of Mississippi State. But we'll cross that bridge when we get there. That'd be the most Mississippi State thing ever. Um, there's not really much to touch on playoff and Heisman wise. I think this is the week where we get some of that movement with six rank matchups, including Tennessee versus Alabama, Penn State and Michigan, you know, all that sort of stuff. I think we'll get a little bit of a clearer outlook as to both this of those is, races. Yeah, Hooker Young, I mean, and Gibbs. You see all three of those guys. I think you can almost rule out Bryce Young at this point. His numbers right. aren't that great, and he missed a week. Now, if Alabama just starts rolling and he's playing awesome down the stretch, then sure. I had to say but, he, like, just pounds Tennessee, pounds – I mean, State and Ole Miss are both ranked. Pounds them. But, like, yeah. even then, is it going to be enough to beat C.J. Stroud, who's just putting up numbers in, a, in the Big Ten? I mean, what if they lose a couple games? Because we all know that shouldn't matter, but it does. Yeah. But that's fair. So, you got – and then Hooker, I mean, uh, over in Lexington, Kentucky, you know, they were saying there was going to be one Heisman guy playing in that game. Yeah, but then Chris Rodriguez missed the first four weeks of the season, so. Yeah, but now you got another one. He's dressed in maroon and white. 
imagine. He's still sixty to one on a lot of apps that I'm seeing. Yeah, I mean he has a chance. He's not like, going play, to win it, but like But if he gets to go, I mean that's just all I want. Yeah. Get get him in New York. Yeah. Uh NFL news and notes, Ben. The, the NFC East is the best division of all time, apparently. Yeah, Please tell me you rolling. saw Ron Rivera's quote from this week. Yeah, what a turd. <laughs> Just completely threw Carson Wentz under the bus. So for people that don't know, he was asked um, what separates his team from the other three in the division, the other three all being – well, the other three being 4-1, and 4-1, one, and 5-0. One, and, and, oh. and he said straight up quarterback. This cracks me up for two reasons. A, Carson Wentz stinks. B, two of the quarterbacks that he mentioned are Cooper Rush and Daniel Jones. <laughs> so, yep. And third of all, Carson Wentz is sneaky having a decent year. No, he's not, dude. Did you? He's like. Did you see that last drive of the game against the Titans? I don't know, but I think he's like fourth, third, or fourth in passing. That was uh, off of the first two weeks of the season. Carson Wentz stinks. We don't have to play the charade anymore. Do you know what they're ranked on defense? The commanders? I'm assuming like 31. Yeah, like 30th. Uh, They're rushing. Did you just ask me a question that you didn't know the answer to? I I knew about what it was. It's just garbage. But, I mean, I think Ron Rivera, I mean, he's a defensive coach. Like, I don't know. I just thought it was a pansy answer. I mean, it's, it's not right. Because there's so it's many more things right. wrong. There's so many more things wrong with that team than quarterback. That's not. What, does, that's definitely not does, not what's separating them in that division. Right. But you also the Cowboys have freaking Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush and Daniel Rush Jones. Here, yeah, I mean, they're serviceable, but the who Giants would are basically have running the Daniel wild. Jones. Who would rather have Daniel Jones or Carson Wentz? Uh, I would rather have the bubonic plague. I mean, you're saying wins, right? I no, I would rather shove two Legos in my eyeballs. If you swap Carson Wentz and Daniel Jones on their team, respective teams, right now, I don't think anything changes. I think they're the <laughs> it's the same thing. Right. So obviously, quarterbacks not separating. That's what I'm saying. I would rather not have either and be dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> Also, Sneaky don't like this because – well, I do like it because, I mean, the Cowboys are my team. But Dak, uh, Dak, Dak better um, get it together. Uh, the other big news that come out of this but NFL week. What if Dak doesn't have a great year and then goes to Colts? I mean, I'm cool with that. So, roughing the passer is bad now. Oh, my God. <laughs> that Tom Brady, Grady Jarrett play. Was so we bad. Got, we've got to unplug it and plug it back in, dude. Just reset it. Getting rice. Yeah, this is bad. And then, did you see uh, uh, Boger's uh, response afterwards, where he said he unnecessarily threw him to the ground? I mean, so he so he tackled him. Got it. He literally didn't unnecessarily. If he let him go, I mean, whatever. And then, and the then the Chris Jones one. one. Yeah, what the? The Chris Jones one on Monday. Where Chris Jones straight up stripped the ball from Derek Carr, and then Derek Carr technically would have made the tackle on the fumble, was then ruled a roughing passer. I don't know. None of it makes sense anymore. Yeah, and Derek Carr said, 
afterwards that him and Chris Jones talked and he literally or Chris Jones said when they talked, Derek Carr was just like, Yeah, I don't I have no idea how that was a rough in the passer. Devontae Adams got charged for assault at the end of this game. Yeah, and that ice. still wasn't the biggest news to come from. <laughs> that wasn't the true assault that took place. Uh, yeah. Also, speaking on that, that's bullcrap. I mean, do you see the other angle where the guy kind of ran out in front of him? I mean, you still can't shove a guy. Yeah, but, like, I think it was momentum. And, like, I don't think he – it's not that bad. Uh, it wasn't good, Ben. Oh. You can't just be shoving cameramen. They do it when they. No, I think him like pressing charges is like, yeah, but that's different. Like they're trying to stop. He just straight up shoved the guy. No, like the guy pressing oh, charges is pretty me. weak, whatever. But he pushed me down. Yeah, he did push him. Why would you want? Like you can't just do that. After I mean, if he pushed him, if he pushed him down and the dude like broke his like banged his head and got really hurt, yeah, that's one thing. But like, dude, just get up, wipe it off, and like, I'm sure you call Devonte and he'll give you like. Three sideline passes. Uh, they're gonna, and, dude. They're gonna settle that out of court. You know that. Yeah, It'll be that's fine. why he's doing it. That's what I'm saying. That's why he's doing it. It's not because of he cares. He pushed and then me the, down. You know, my booty hurts. <laughs> Shut and up. Then, the, then the last NFL news: Matt Rule got fired. Um, no longer coaching the Panthers. Ben, call it right now. The time is 7:09 on October 12th. Uh, where's Matt Rule coaching next year? Nowhere. I don't think so either, but I'll say Nebraska will be say, different. I'll say Auburn. Okay, I like Georgia that. Tech though. No, there's no chance. Yeah, I think That's he's either Auburn. Ne- he's either Auburn or Nebraska or not coaching. Yeah. All right, guys, that wraps us up for part one. Stick with us to the break. We'll have our what picks and then a little wrap up. Nah, I don't. He that's Leipold's job to lose, or Jim Leonard if they want to hire internal. Okay. All right. See you guys after this short message. All right, everyone, welcome back to the B-Team with Ben and Busby. Tonight's podcast episode is brought to you by Bucket Hats. So when you want to watch your team get beat by 30 in the sun for the first time in a decade, you can wear a bucket hat. It's shady. Yikes. Kind of like that. Well, I guess you were casting shade. Yes. It's apparently... Yeah. The you know what's sun underrated? being in the northwest quadrant is bad luck. You know what's underrated? Is that bucket, bucket hats? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I need to invest in one. I don't have one. You live at the beach. I know. I'm a big and I'm a big like don't love the sun guy. Like I stay. You came and saw me. I stay under the shade. I got my sun Long shirt. Shirt. Yep. Yeah. And so I need the. I wear a cap, but I need to protect the back of my neck. Right. So I need I'm the bucket hat. Or a big straw like Nick Saban hat. And you saw me. I did wear a bucket hat. Yeah, you had a bucket hat that inspired me. So mm. I I need to invest. I do have a weird shaped head though, so I don't think I can pull it off like you. Uh everyone can pull it pull off a bucket hat. Strong words. Strong, strong words. All right, you want to make some picks, Ben? Sure. Where are we sitting? Are you how bad are you waxing me now? I'm up by a game. We had four oh. differences last week. Yes, we had four differences last week. We pushed in the TCU-Kansas game. Um, you won two of them that I cannot remember, and then I won the BYU. I won Cowboys, game. I know. Yeah, you won the Cowboys on Sunday. And then 
I am going to think all of our loyal listeners who keep track of this every week are screaming at us right now um, because they remember. I believe Busby is digging the agenda out of his back. Oh, nope, he doesn't have it. Uh, you won FSU NC State. Ah, correct. The FSU should have won that game, man. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I'm going to get out ahead of this early. Great slate of college football games. There are six ranked matchups, I believe, six or seven. The only one that we are not picking tonight is the NC State-Syracuse game. And to be quite honest with you, Ben, and all the listeners out there, all four of you, I just don't care about that game. So we're not going to pick it. Garrett Schrader's crying is, himself to sleep right now. NC State's going to be How would you how dare you forsake Garrett Schrader like that? NC State's going to be with a backup quarterback. He laid his body on the line for us. Syracuse Sorry. is having their biggest crowd in forever. Garrett Schrader's about to wax the Wolf. I love NC State. Just the the universe, I don't know. I guess our football team. Uh not necessarily this year but just in general. Syracuse, but Garrett Schrader's about to pull it out and wax him. I think so, too. That's why we're not picking him. Dino, what a name. Thank you for making my point, Benjamin. I always want to call him Dino. Dino? <laughs> what's the – What's the? Uh, oh, that's from – that's a Disney World ride. I don't know what you're trying Something to say. that Dino, what does it say? Sorry, I'm getting off on a tangent. It's the dinosaur ride at Disney World. Shout out James Gibson. I know he listens. I bet he knows the answer of what I'm thinking of. He'll probably text it to me. If you remember the quote, James, text it to me. Okay, continue. All right, let's pick some games. All right, Ben, first game, first rematch matchup, big noon Saturday. We've already talked about it. Penn State at Michigan. I wish there was a half on here, but Michigan minus seven is the line right now. The mirror you. Um... You can go first. We all know who I'm riding with. Yeah, your boy, Sean Clifford. Yeah, Clifford the big red dog. Um, Penn State's look good this year. I was high on them coming in. Um, they've looked even, a little better than I expected, to be honest. Um, and Michigan, I can't decide if I think they're not quite as good or if they're a sleeping giant. I'm falling in the same trap as you. I don't think it's a trap. I'm falling into the same trap that I found myself in last year where I didn't think Michigan was good, and then they ended up in the college football playoff. Yeah, and then got exposed as not very yeah. good. Um, ben, so you're taking Penn State plus seven. Uh, do you want the good news or the bad news first? All of the above. Bad you got to pick one. Bad news? Always bad news first. Penn State has not won a top ten – Road game. I don't care about that crap. Nineteen ninety four. Cool. The good news is that it was against Michigan. There you go. I don't. Yeah. I mean, they don't have to win. No, I agree with you. I'm going to pick them to cover the seven. I think this is going to be a low scoring game. Gosh, dude. What do you want from me? I can't just go different because of because of your antics on this podcast, your shenanigans on the other side of the screen here. Thank goodness this isn't a visual podcast, by the way. <laughs> we would have even less viewers slash listeners because it's just faces only a mother could love. Or we might have gone viral like 40 times. And probably. <laughs> yes, I, Ben. Uh, sorry, I'm taking Penn State plus seven. You're a believer. Cliff All right. 
My the next game, Oklahoma State at TCU. This is gonna be fun. You're Came up. up first. What's the line? You didn't say the line. Oh, uh, TCU minus four is the line. I came into today thinking I was going to take Oklahoma State with the points. Uh, the more I think about it and the more research I do, I think TCU – why are you – Sorry. Why are you being a jerk? <laughs> I'm trying to Go educate ahead. the listeners out there, and you're falling asleep on the other end of the screen. Sorry. I just know you're going to pick the same way I am. This is okay. It's okay. Sorry. I think that place is going to be rocking. I also found out today that Oklahoma State has the 126 ranked pass defense in the country. (laughs) That's not good. Uh, I think Max Duggan is going to be able to throw the ball on that defense. Obviously, I am taking TCU at home to cover the four points. This is what they do. Also, a visual podcast. They do the little horn frog thingy. Yeah, give give me TCU. I think they keep rolling. You know, oh no, TCU and Texas play. Yeah, they do, but uh, everyone in the Big Twelve plays. Ben, that's right, Um, that's right. But next week, Big Ten play. You said Big Ten, it's Big Twelve. I said Big Twelve. Okay, I'll be validated whenever I listen back, or I'll just cut that part out. Whatever. Uh, Oklahoma State and Texas play next week in Stillwater. So if Oklahoma State wins this week. Texas is going to wax that booty. I can't wait for Oklahoma to win or Oklahoma State to win this week. So you have a two-loss Texas going to an undefeated Oklahoma State, and Texas is favored. And people are like, "Why is Texas favored?" TCU is going to win, though. All right, you're up, Ben. Uh, this game might go a little bit of a ways towards deciding the Big Ten West, which I think Purdue is currently the best team in the Big Ten West, as you've been saying forever. Purdue should quietly be 6-0, and by the way. Very easily mm-hmm. could have beaten Penn State first week of the season and very easily could have beaten Syracuse. That's neither here nor there because we're not picking the Purdue game this week. Um, this is Minnesota at Illinois. Minnesota is minus 6.5. Illinois sneaky. Not bad this year. Yeah. Um, Chase Brown is leading the beat, country in rushing. Beat the doo-doo out of Wisconsin. Um I I just don't know how good Minnesota is. I haven't been impressed with them. I'll I'll take Illinois with the points. I don't know how good either of these teams are. So to spice it up, I'll take Minnesota minus the points. There we go. Yeah, you yeah. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> We don't we don't know anything about either of these yeah, teams. Let's I, be honest. Uh, one of them has a big giant gopher on the side of their helmet, and the other one's Illinois. They got big Bert. fat coach <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> All right, Arkansas goes to BYU. Uh, is this is this a true road game? Is this this is a true road game. This is in pro. Okay. Um, BYU or Arkansas is currently a one and a half point favorite, which tells me KJ Jefferson is going to be back this week. Um, I, I ooh, hmm. <laughs> how funny would it be if they won if they lost four in a row? It would be fun. I would love for Arkansas to just win out. Gunther and Herman are up in their little cottage and hot springs. And I'll tell you what, that fat old coach right here don't, don't know shit. 
after they were never mind. I was gonna say something very crazy. Brandon Walker uh, made this uh made this uh this comment on his show this week that they're close to wanting to run Bryles and um Barry Odom out of town. And that's the whole reason why they think Sam Pittman's good in the first place. So <laughs> yeah. He's a he's an Ed Orgeron, man. Who is? Pittman. Really? I'm saying he's a he's a face of the program. Oh, oh he's a CEO type. Yeah. I'm with yeah. Um I have no reason to – I have no reason in this. I'm taking BYU. I, I, like I said, I have no clue. Just going to take BYU. I am too. I, this line doesn't make sense to me. I think BYU lost to Notre Dame. They've kind of struggled a little bit, but this Arkansas defense is bad. And we've said it multiple times on this podcast, Provo is probably one of the more underrated places to go. Um, and I think – It'll be a tough place to play. You're going all the way out to the West Coast. Um, that team's in shambles. KJ, yeah, but how healthy is he, you know? Um, and how much – I mean, I think – and I was kind of being serious when I said who's better between him and Hornsby. I think Hornsby is really good. Um, I just don't That's see – That's the that. fastest dude alive. Yeah, and he, he can sling it too. There's no chance that dude's not the fastest dude alive. I mean, Tyreek Hill does exist. Tyreek Hill wasn't even the fastest person in his draft class. Well, anyways. Well that, that's Shout a out John Ross. Um, yeah, so I, uh, I'm i taking BYU. Okay. That being said. Yeah. Don't feel good about it one way or the other. But can't wait to watch it. Um, the next game, Ben, Clemson at Florida State. Clemson is currently a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road in Tallahassee. So, this is this is showing some respect to Florida State, I guess. I mean, Clemson only being a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, Florida State should have beat NC State last week. They've been much improved. Um, I think Clemson is too much for them. I'm going to take Clemson. <laughs> Busby's gritting his teeth. Yeah, because I I wouldn't be me if I didn't pick against Florida State. Right, and that's what I'm doing. I'm taking Clemson. Yeah, this I is just, one of those lines that doesn't make any sense. So it tells you you should take Florida State, but guess what? I'm outsmarting the outsmartedness of Vegas. I'm taking Clemson. Yeah, I just I would love Florida State to to win. I just don't see it. I just think that Clemson team is out for blood. They want the playoff and they want to show that they're a top five team and they're going to. This is kind of Clemson's last big matchup before the ACC championship game too. Right. Which they'll be playing either in like North Carolina without a defense or your Tech's one back-to-back weeks. I don't know. I don't know who's going to win the Coastal. Who cares? They're going to get waxed. Uh, I'm up first for this next game. It is USC at Utah. So allow me to step into the spotlight real quick. Never has a take died faster than my Utah's about to run the table take from last week. But I did learn something in the process. Utah's lost two games this year to Florida. Who is Florida's quarterback, Ben? Uh, Anthony Richardson. And... 
UCLA, who's currently sitting at six and zero. Who is their quarterback, Ben? Uh, I don't know. He's a double last name though. DTR Dorian Thompson Robinson. Yeah. Two dual threat quarterbacks. I know Utah is tough. I know Utah is a tough place to play at. The best dual threat quarterback in the country resides in Los Angeles. That's not named DTR. It is Caleb Williams. I will take USC plus the three and a half. This is this is going back on everything you've said this year. Yeah, and part of me still struggles with this because Utah has to be the most desperate team. Uh, and at some point, USC, who's leading the country in turnovers, like that has to even out at some point. Um, I just – I think I'm going with the talent here, basically, is what I'm saying. Mm. This would be fun to take Utah and just get a game on Beat you. me in my own game. Yeah. Yeah, give me Utah. I hate it, by the way. Why? I mean, it's probably a smart pick. They are favored for a reason. Yeah, but I uh, – yeah. This was also Cameron Rising's best game of the year last year. So, granted, different coaching staff and different players and all that good stuff. But basically everything that makes a team, it's gone. Yeah, right, I mean, here. I think USC is the, the best team out there, but crazy things happen at Utah, so – uh, all right, Ben, you're up first for the biggest game of the week, the 2.30 CBS game. You're going to be washed away mm. by the voice of Gary Danielson. Alabama at Tennessee. Alabama is a seven-and-a-half point favorite. Rocky Top. I'm an idiot for doing that, but – there's something about this Tennessee team, and I, like I said earlier, I think this Bama team's gettable. That place is going to be on fire. Um, yeah. I'm going to – they may not win, ben, but I think they keep it close. Guess what, Ben? If you're an idiot, I'm an idiot too because I'm riding with the same as you. <laughs> We're so stupid, man. We're so I, dumb. There is one thing. So, we talked about Oklahoma State's pass defense, 126 of the country. Yeah. Tennessee's 128. Yeah. The problem with that is this is the weird Alabama year where I don't think they have the athletes at wide receiver to take advantage of that. I know Bryce Young is awesome, but we don't know if he's going to play. Um, they definitely have the athletes. Yeah. Well, their best option is Jameer Gibbs, their running back. Tennessee just happens to be seventh in the country against the run. That Yeah. So, I think we're going to look back on this and feel dumb, but, yeah, I'm rocking. I'm rolling with them. That's fine. They we're only have to lose by a touchdown. Yeah. Also, the fact that this line has stayed at seven and a half is just begging you to take Tennessee. And also, like, if Tennessee gets out, like, say they score and they're up, like, seven, ten, or, like, even 14 nothing, Dude, that place is I mean, going to burn down. Yeah, like, you, you won't be able to hear anything. And, yeah. The get-in ticket price, by the way, was like 380 some odd dollars. Worth it, honestly. <laughs> I mean, it is 
The place is going to be packed. It's going to be loud. It's going to be the craziest environment any of those Alabama guys have played in probably. Um, yeah, I agree. I'm riding with Tennessee too. I don't know if they win the game, but I'm going to take them to cover. Imagine they win. Holy moly. You think they well, stormed the field? It's not really fair. Do what? You think they stormed the field? Yeah, absolutely. Really? Yeah, they might storm the field at halftime if they're up by a touchdown. <laughs> that would be such a power move. Conversely, if they get screwed in any way, shape, or form, whatever oh. they did last year at uh, against Ole Miss is going to look like child's play. Also, we saw last week that SEC refs aren't scared to call penalties on Bama. Yeah, when did that happen? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Texas game, it happened. But we thought maybe that was a fluke. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. All right, it's not really fair for me to end on this one. So I'll also pick the uh, the next um, NFL game first since I'm we're going to lean the same way here. All right. Mississippi State goes to the road, goes on the road to Kentucky. This line opened up at state minus three and a half. It immediately jumped to state minus seven. It is back to state minus four, which leads me to believe that handicappers think Will Levis is going to play. Uh, spoiler alert, it doesn't matter. State's going to win this game. They're going to win by more than four. Dogs minus four all day. Bet the house on it. Bet the mortgage on it. Please don't do that. I'm terrified that we're actually going to lose this game. State <laughs> minus four. <laughs> we're terrified every week, but yeah. Give me the dogs. What's the over-under on this game? I'm about to look it up, actually, because you probably don't have that on your sheet. Um, let's see. State, Kentucky, over-under is 49. Give me the oh, over. Oh, hammer the over. Yeah, give me the over. Um, I think Arnett's going to throw some crazy blitz packages at that Kentucky team. They can't block anybody. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's shown that with those crazy blitz packages, he can get home with three, four rushers. We've talked about this. Like, he, and they talk about it every broadcast. Like, they do these weird stunts and everything, or bring the linebacker, drop a lineman. It's going to, it's tough. So, did you watch their game last week? Uh, some of it against South Carolina. Yeah. If Levis doesn't play, that team is dead. And, yeah. Levis with turf toe is not normal Will Levis, who isn't that good to begin with, as we've been saying. So, why should State not be favored by more than four? Are we um like just me and you right now, Buzzy? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm terrified that Will Levis about to make us eat. Oh, dude, that is <laughs> that is uh, besides losing to Ole Miss, that is my biggest fear in the world. <laughs> like he just comes out and throws for like three fifty and like four touchdowns, and we're yeah. just my rankings happens, of biggest fears that I have: losing the Egg Bowl. Uh, any sort of fish, Will Levis <laughs> throwing for 300 yards and beating Mississippi State. If that happens, this podcast may end. There's not really a good bounce back to that. Yeah, we may just like just not ever put out another episode. <laughs> just like, yeah, don't don't want to face the music. Yeah, but it's dogs not going to happen because dogs are going to roll. Will Rogers may throw for 600 yards. Caleb Ducking is going to be doing that dance all over the place. Ooh. 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 All right, let's move over to the NFL. 
uh, our first game for the NFL this week is the Cowboys at the Eagles, Sunday night football, big-time division matchup. This line has moved to Eagles minus six. And I think you're going to be happy with the way I'm leaning, although I think it's going to be the same way. I am taking the Cowboys to cover the plus six. There's something weird about this Cowboys team, man. Um, also, the Eagles' magic has to run out. At some point, I think they're really good. It does worry me because you have Darius Slay, again, and he's going to be lined up on CD the whole night. Um, I'm taking the Cowboys, but Cooper, this may be like the time where we find out Cooper Rush is not that guy. I haven't. Well, Cooper Rush isn't that guy. We know that already. We've already figured that out. Um, I don't know what the over under is here, but that's what I would play. I like the Cowboys plus six. Okay. It's 42. I'd still take the under. I think so, too. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. Like, the Cowboys' defense yeah. is awesome. And the yeah. Eagles are fantastic, too. Yeah. Uh, Cowboys' defense is the same as it was last year. I mean, Micah Parsons, by far the best player on that team. Oh, Would you he might be the best player in the NFL. I mean, that guy's – he was playing hurt most – or a, a good portion of that game last week and still – Best defensive was, player in the NFL wreaking havoc um so and the eagles is who we traded for they got Devonte smith we got michael parsons for trading back so little story within the story also the it, rams may might stink out loud they might stink then we have two differences and we're going into our last game and it's the bills at the chiefs and the Bills are two-and-a-half-point favorites. I mean, I'm not going against Josh Allen ever. I know. I know. I wanted this to be different. I mean, the Chiefs are really good. Don't get me wrong. Patty Mahomes is legit. Travis Kelsey yeah. is a monster. <laughs> yeah, but I think the Bills are better. Even on the road in Kansas City. You see some of those throws Josh Allen had last week? Yeah. And uh, they're going to be the pissed off after that playoff game. Yeah, I know it's just a regular season game, but still. Uh, ben, I think we're just going to have two differences this week. I'm going to take the Bills minus two and a half as well. Sorry. That means that at worst, I'm down three. At best, I'm up one. So, our differences are USC and Utah. Are any of those games full point or are they all half point? They're all half point. Okay. There and we go. then um, Minnesota and Illinois, six and a half. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm we're going to be tuned into that, that one. <laughs> That's going to be one of those games where I text you about it at like eight o'clock a.m. Sunday morning. Be like, wait, did anyone actually watch this? Yeah, oh, like, do you know what way, happened? Anyone that watched the Illinois uh, Iowa game from last week, you are a great human being and deserve a Nobel Peace Prize. Um, if you don't follow Trent from Barstool, he's an Iowa guy. He was cracking me up last week, tweeting through that game. It's just brutal. When, it can't be anything worse than being an Iowa fan. When are they going to fire the Ferentz? 
father-son duo? Can they? I mean, they definitely can. Just will they? I don't think they ever will. I think they'll, it'll just be one of those where he just retires in quotes. You can't bring. You can't let him bring back Brian Ferentz, man. You can't let him do that. Team stinks. He's got to retire soon. They have given up ten points or less, and I believe five of six games this year, and are two and three in those games. <laughs> yeah, it's brutal. It's like a 2018 Mississippi State. Yeah. A team with Jeffrey Simmons, Jonathan Abram, and Montez Sweat, three first-round picks on defense, went eight and five because they are guaranteed to have a false starter delay of game on the first snap of every road game they played at. Joe Moorhead, offensive guru, tearing it up at Akron. That's mean. He didn't deserve that. I've never had like a more – conflicted feelings towards a person. Super nice guy. Terrible head football coach. Yeah. What's your ring size? Shut the hell up. Uh, also, we didn't even talk about the Kentucky game. Mississippi State's uniforms this week. Oh, yeah. That's an, yeah. We can't lose on that. Yeah. The white helmets? Script the state script. Oh, my God, dude. And you know I'm a sucker for the all-whites in general. You like the stripe down the middle? Oh, yeah. Add that little maroon stripe. Mm. I can't stand up right now. <laughs> All right. News notes to wrap us up. The MLB playoffs are in the uh, divisional round. We currently have the uh, – let's start in the AL. We currently have the Astros Mariners. Uh, the Mariners sorry, should have won that game, man. Like, that's rough. Although, Jordan Alvarez had an absolute tank. That was such – That was that so was... cool. Button. That was that was like the um Hor Hor uh was it Solaire? Yeah. Last year. He did on the train tracks. Yeah. I mean, but did you hear the audio from when he when Alvarez hit that? Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. There's very few things better than playoff baseball, like um fan reactions. Yeah, just like moments. Yeah. Like those moments are just insane. Yeah. So Got that? You got the Yankees, uh, Guardians. Yep. So we're pulling for Guardians and Mariners. That's what I'm pulling for. I don't care who wins the Yankees Guardian series. To be completely honest with you, um, I am pulling for the Mariners. I think it'd be really fun to see the Mariners go far. And the uh, Astros just nobody yeah, and them. then it's the Astros. No one wants to root for the Astros. Then you have the uh, your Atlanta Braves playing the Phillies. Yep. Um, in the division round, Max Free got roughed up uh, yesterday. Yep. I think right now it's zero zero in the fifth. Yep. Um, and then the yeah, and then the Padres are playing the Dodgers. Uh, every Pods. yeah. So the away teams won. No. That's wrong because the Mariners ended up losing. Um, I was going to say the way teams won the first two games of the day yesterday, but it's not true. Should I thought have. I counted that Mariners game as a win all day. Yeah, it should have been. Um, yeah, sorry um, for everyone that lost already. Your team stinks. It's okay, Busby. Thank you. Um, now I have to 
go into post Pujols, Yachty, territory and figure out what's going to happen. Even though I already know what's going to happen, that'll be a pie. I don't, I've already done three rants. I don't need to rant for a fourth time. But spoiler alert, it's going to be nothing, and then they're going to be in the same spot next year. See what the Braves did again? Yeah, uh, they signed Spencer Strider for $13 and a pack of Yoohoo. Yeah. Uh, the NHL started on Tuesday, so we're recording this uh, Wednesday. Oh, yeah, I was supposed to pick a 12. team. Yeah, um, started yesterday, 10-11. All right, I need to I need to pay attention. I got to pick a team within the next month or so. Okay, I like that. Go Blues. Also, uh, um, I, I don't think it's in the notes, but F1, Max Verstappen wrapped it up last weekend. I did not know they were still racing. Yeah, there's three. I think the next race is in Austin, Texas. Hmm. You want to um, go? I would love to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Max wrapped it up. Um, super. That race was weird. It was in Japan. It was at like midnight. They had, it was raining. Um, but yeah. Uh, also, Pierre Gasly to um, Alpine. And uh, what is the name of their team? AlphaTauri signed Nick DeVries, who's a young guy who's raced a few times this year for other teams. Um, they signed him. So Daniel Ricardo almost certainly will not have a seat next year. Sad face. You don't care. Are you done? Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. You, you just threw me completely off on F one, dude. It's, you it's have great, to watch it, man. Line. Yay! All right, uh, final thing: NBA starts on October eighteenth. We are currently planning our this league episode, so everyone be on the lookout for that as well. Uh, ben, your uh, Orlando Magic got a big preseason win last night. Beat the Grizzlies. There we go. Uh, had no idea. So that I will be paying attention once it starts. I will be paying attention to that. I get a lot of their games down here. So I'm going to try to pay attention more this year, get into it a little bit. Um, and Hello just on Franz, man, the next big two. I'm, I'm in. Also, before we wrap it up, I think I've made my mind up on if you don't finish Drive to Survive by the time next season comes out, uh-huh. you're going to have to live tweet every race. Next year, live tweet every no way. Yeah, you just said they just had one at midnight. Yeah, there's a lot. There's some that are worse than that. Then I can already tell you, I'm not going to do that. So, what's you, the punishment for me not doing the punishment? You have to live tweet every race, or can you I, can just watch the show. Can I not just like get up and watch the highlights of it and tweet out my thoughts afterwards? Maybe <laughs> if you're nice to me, or no, okay. Your punishment will be you have to write a like mm, thousand word write up on every race, post race. Five hundred. Seven fifty. Two fifty. Two fifty. We'll go 600 words. 500. 600. Deal. Okay. 
just watch the show and it won't matter. It's literally not that hard. I'm trying to figure out what would be more time consuming between watching the show. Definitely, definitely or, not watching the show. Or writing the 500, the 600 words for each race. I mean, that would definitely be more entertaining. Where would we even post that? Oh, we can, we, we'll find a forum. <laughs> Dude, I'll be getting, could you imagine me being like a huge F1 Reddit guy? <laughs> yeah, you're going to be like, you're going to become the guy on Twitter. Just watch the show, Busby. You'll get into it. It might be better if I don't. <laughs> yeah, maybe. All right. I don't have anything else to add. So, Ben, unless you do, um, I think uh, we're going to wrap this thing up. Yeah. Everyone, go thanks dogs. for tuning in. Yes, go dogs. Um, we will see you again next week with another awesome slate of college football games. Bye.